Welcome back to the How Can You podcast, where we dive deep into the minds of entrepreneurs, figure out how they got where they are, so then you could do the same thing. So today I'm here with Adam. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Adam. Adam Adul is my full name. I'm from the UK originally. Mm-hmm. 28 years old. I've been traveling the world and building businesses for the past decade, for the past 10 years. Um, currently, I run different event businesses in Mexico, Colombia, here in Bali as well as an online coaching platform and a brotherhood platform, kind of like Hustlers University, mm-hmm. but a bit more mellow, a bit more mellow for the mindset. Okay. So yeah, that's what I'm currently doing at the moment. Um, yeah. Cool. So you do a lot, a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, and obviously it's been a long journey for you. So I want to go back to those early days of like, what made you you? What made you step into the world of entrepreneurship? What made you an entrepreneur? Okay. Wouldn't go way back. Okay. Yeah. So um, probably go back to when I was 18 years old. So I used to work in a call. Do you have call centers in, like, you know, like yeah. customer service? You know, if someone calls you up and it's like, can I upgrade my phone? I used to work in. I used to work in one of them. I was probably seventeen. I was getting fifteen thousand dollars a year. Yeah, it was a lot of money to me back yeah. then. I don't have rich parents. I don't really come from anything. And then one day I was looking online, like on Indeed, and I seen a, a job opportunity to sell houses in Dubai. It's like the the headline was, "Do you want to earn a hundred thousand dollars?" I was like. It's a scam, but let me just apply anyways. It's 100% a scam, so let me apply. And then I got a phone call, but the phone call was a British person. I was like, okay, let me let me look into it a bit more. Back then, there was no Instagram, so it was just Facebook. And I was looking at the people who, who were working there. They were driving Ferraris, they got Bentleys. So I'm like, right, okay, so it's possible. It's a commission-only job. Um... The, the, it, so we'll run through I went to the interviews and stuff and I'm like right I lied on my CV I was like I already work in real estate <laughs> I lied I was like I already do that um, and they offered me the job so I left I took out a loan from the bank I literally had no money so I took out probably like $8,000 loan and then moved to Dubai when I was 18 whilst I was in Dubai I met some of the most influential entrepreneurs ever and it really just Flip my mind of what like these guys were earning fifty, sixty thousand dollars a month easy. I didn't even know it was possible. Mm. I didn't know like my parents were probably earning thirty thousand, forty thousand max, like for their whole life. Mm-hmm. And these guys are twenty two years old earning earning that money, so I didn't know it was possible. So from there, it just flipped a switch of um, yeah, you really need to level up. Um, so I started selling houses for a bit, then I got into finance, and yeah, I just decided I had to work for myself. I couldn't work for anybody else. It made absolute no sense, like. It really didn't. I seen myself as a true slave in the system. And mm-hmm. by working for myself, I could have accountability for myself. It hasn't been a smooth route, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not like I've had failed businesses. I went through like massive bouts of depression and loneliness and, you know, giving up a few times. But that's where it started. And there is a big journey to where I, where I got now. So talk to me about you. You mentioned there that you didn't grow up with rich parents and neither did I. And I think that was one of the reasons why I am who I am. It gave me that hunger of like, okay, I don't want to struggle with money when I'm older. I want to go get money. Is that the kind of the same for you? I remember one instance, it literally in my mind. It was like when I was 15 years old, I was in school. And it was, no, I was younger than that. I think it was 14. And I was in school and it was a school ski trip. And all my friends, like everyone was going. And I went to my parents. I was like, right, can, like, can I go? I didn't really understand shit back yeah. then. Um, I was like, can I go? Can I go? They're like, yeah, yeah, how much is it? It was like it was a lot of money to them back then, but I didn't know. And I was like the only one who didn't go, and I just said from that point, there was no way on earth I'm going to miss out on opportunities when it comes down to money. There's just not. 
And it's just like this, like that one instance, you know, like that one thing that's just, it's in my brain now. And just, there's just no way. Yeah. So when I, like for my family, my children, I will never, ever, ever, ever let them be in a situation where money will be an obstacle for why you can't do something. Because it's so abundant. Money is so, but once you yeah. get yourself in the right mindset, it's so abundant. But yeah, like not having, not having wealthy parents was definitely an eye opener and also wanting to provide for them too because you know you love them you want them to provide you want to provide a better life for them too 100 i had great parents like you know my dad was supportive even when i moved to dubai is like super support i had to borrow money from him a few times like just to get by um but yeah like when you grow up poor you have a hunger man like we you know you, you live a life where you don't really know when you're young then when you start getting into your teens and you understand that there's a big difference between you your friends people and people in your um community so yeah 100 percent keeps you to try mm-hmm. i think the worst thing i would i think the worst thing to do is to grow up rich to be honest mm-hmm. because then they have to compete with people like me <laughs> it's like it's going to be impossible for them <laughs> i never said so talk to me about um when you moved you took out a loan from the bank and you moved to dubai that's a that's a big step you're yeah. almost jumping into the deep end so that's something that a lot of people wouldn't do and Talk to me about the mindset it took to do that. Why you did that? Were you scared? Like talking about that situation. I don't think I was scared. I was just incredibly driven. Like, dude, I come from a place where, like, I, I grew up in a city of north of Newcastle. It's called the north of England, called Newcastle. I was like the only non-white person in my school, so I was already like, I don't know. Like, I had this mindset where I needed to prove myself mm-hmm. and prove people wrong. Because all my life, you can't do this. You can't do that. And then when this opportunity came up and I seen it was possible, I said, well, the only way that's stopping me is myself. And I just had that. Like, I, was, I wasn't I was scared, but I was just super, like, I was scared to fail. That was it. I took out the lies that, right, okay, what's the worst that happens I end up back here? That's the worst that happens. I'm 8,000 in debt, but most people are, like, 20,000, 30,000 in college debt. That's fine. I can pay that off. Yeah. But the worst that happens is that I end up here. And I'm going to get some, even if I don't succeed, I'm still going to meet these people I used to watch like uh, in the UK we have a show called The Apprentice and Dragon's Den it's kind of like Shark Tank I used to watch this and I was like dude I want to be these people so bad like the hunger was just insane it still is it's insane so it was the only opportunity I had I never had an opportunity like that well I, I didn't think I had an opportunity like that so there wasn't a like a um, oh am I gonna fail like I didn't think I was gonna fail but it was in the back of my head like I did I sort of analyze if I do fail I'll end up back here but if this person can make it, why can't I make it? Why not? We're both the same. Like, why not? The only, the only difference is knowledge. And I'll work. Mate, when I first arrived, I was working 16 hours a day, seven days a week. We used to go door knocking, like in Dubai. Like, I didn't even like, in, in the heat, go door knocking. Hey, do you want to sell your house? Hey, do you want to sell your house? Crazy shit. But like, yeah. So like, I would definitely advise, because you're right. And people do say this to me when I speak to them and I sort of share my story. I'm like, dude, in life, you only get it like, we have a lot of opportunities, but when you're younger, you need to grasp these big opportunities and you need to risk it because if you risk something, then you have more incentive to really work for it. Like if you know, if you, if I, like I took out a loan, I had to like, there was times I couldn't pay back the loan. I'm getting letters back to my mom's house. She's calling me, Adam, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, shit, no, nothing. I'm trying to sell houses. I'm trying to sell houses. Um, but there was times like that, but these things like really push you, really, really push you. Um, I've always been a massive proponent of like, you know, you die in your comfort zone. Like you, you really do. You have to become, you have to put yourself in situations to become uncomfortable as much as possible. That's to grow. 
Yeah. And to me, that was the ultimate one. There's been, dude, I've been to like over 100, just under 100 countries now. I've worked in like Australia, I've worked in South America, Dubai, was in Africa for a bit. So I've been a lot, like, like just for me, I just seek opportunities, connect with people and have very crystal clear goals of where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like there is no, there hasn't really ever been, I've never ever thought I could never do something. I just understood the gravity of the situation, which brings in a bit of fear sometimes. Cause you say, right, you'll have to work 16 hours for the next two years. Yeah. I've never done that before, but yeah. You make it work. You have to, yeah. Like what, like for me, like I didn't want to go back to that life. I was so like, I believe you have to run towards something and also run away from something because I genuinely did. Like I said, I grew up like alone most of my life. I didn't really have many friends. I didn't like, I was bullied a lot. So like, I didn't want to live there like so bad. I just wanted to leave so bad. And then I didn't want my parents to live there neither. So I just really like, so once I removed myself from the situation, which is the first step, you know, you've got to take the first step and then you can look back. And then you're like, right, I can't. I will do everything in my power. It's like escaping an abusive relationship. Like I will do everything in my power not to to stay there and also propel myself forward. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in Dubai, you're door knocking. Yeah. What's after this? So I'm in Dubai, selling houses. So I was in Dubai for four years until I was like 23, just under 23, between 22 and 23. First year of selling houses. And then I met this guy called Spencer. He was the 99th most influential person in Dubai. He just took me under his wing. I, I couldn't have, like, honestly, I was, it's like the craziest thing ever. Took me, he's like, right, I can pay you commission only. You work in sales. So I was working in talent acquisition. So he owns a, um, a financial advisory company. So they sell like um, different financial uh, options for people who don't want to pay tax in the UK when it come to Dubai. Huge company, huge company. He's like, right, I want you to hire the people to work here. You, you know, you've got to, just call everyone around the world, financial advisors, bring them here. I'm like, all right, cool. I've been door knocking, I'm on the phones, selling. Is all right, commission only, but you get work with me. And he stuck to his word. Like I lived at his house for a little bit. Like you like you lend me his car. Like you really taught me like some some stuff. So like literally like I it's invaluable information. So I, I took I was earning probably I was in real estate, I was probably earning probably Bear in mind, I'm like 19 now. So the first year I didn't really earn much. And then from like 19 for like six months, I was probably earning like twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars a month, which is fucking insane for me. Mm-hmm. And I was spending it. I was just spending it. I've never had that money before. I'm just I'm out in Dubai, I'm buying I was renting Royal there, Rolls Royces, Ferraris. I was living like a prick. Really? I was really, really wasting my money. So he took me under his wing. And he's like, right, I'm gonna teach you the ropes, I'm gonna teach you you know, financial stability. I'm going to teach you about discipline, financial discipline, mindset discipline. So I worked with him for about two and a half-ish years. Then from then, um, he left. So he was the owner of the company. He hired a CEO and he said, I'm stepping out. And I was like, well, I'm only working here because you're here. Like, I don't really, like, it's good money, but half it is only because I get to see you every day. And also to witness it, like, dude, this guy's worth hundreds of millions, right? And he was in the office before anyone else. And he left after everyone else seven days a week. Like he didn't have to be there. He did not have to be there at all. So like I, I learned, I just learned so much from this man. Then from then I moved to Australia. Um, I got headhunted to become a director of a talent acquisition company in Australia. I think this time I'm like 24, 23, 24. Um, so I'm working there in Australia. I was there for about a year, year and a bit. 
just got super depressed, man. Like I was just so far away from everything. At that point, like I thought I made, I thought I made it because I'm making money. Um, so I fell into a really dark hole. Then from then, I went back to Dubai to start a company with this guy, Spencer. But my mental health was just fucking terrible. So I, I really, I fucked up that opportunity. Um, yeah, so after a few months, I just left, went back to the UK for a little bit, a couple of months, got myself together. I was around family, really had to look at myself internally. Really, like I was like super overweight. I was drinking every day, was doing drugs. Like I had to really, really look at myself. Um, and then, yeah, so being back home really humbled me because I'm like, dude, I didn't really, because what my whole mindset was is I want to pay for my family, but I didn't do that. I just became selfish. And I sent some money back sometimes, but like, I said, dude, I could have like bought them a new house. I could have done this. I could have done this. But I come back and then the same situation, I really humbled myself. And then I went to South America, started doing different uh, wellness events, um, psilocybin retreats, different retreats, meditation, breath work, just different, different avenues for people to holistically look at themselves and heal themselves. Um, and then from then I came yeah yeah no i went back to the uk for a little bit as well and then then came here but i wasn't really working in the uk i was just a, was a family around europe just travel a little bit and then i came here in between all of this i did a lot of traveling so i'm say if i'm in mexico for example i'm still business set mexico but i still got a bit of time so i'm then exploring different countries trying to learn as much from different cultures trying to understand the world from a first person point of view rather than hearing what someone else said reading the fucking news i'm trying to understand it from a first person point of view to really build my mind of what reality is yeah <laughs> so it's a long journey <laughs> so you said there that you kind of you were making all this money but you just weren't happy and i think a lot of people think that when they when they get that amount of money or that a car that job that this that 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 they be happy and in your case i guess that probably wasn't true was that something that you thought before you had the money? No, of course, man, because we always think what we don't have will make us happy. It's not just money. It's everything. It's the girl. It's, you know, it's whatever. We always think that. But what money does, it amplifies your attitude. So if you're a prick, if you're depressed, it just amplifies that. It's not going to change you. You can only change you. You know that. Like, you, if you're unfit, having loads of money is not going to get you a six-pack. Yeah. Simple as that. You're going to have to put in the work. Mm. It's the same with business. It's the same with your mind. It's the same with every sort of avenue. It's the same with your health. Money just amplifies. I've learned this the hard way. And this is what I don't want people to do. Like people, money will make your life a little bit easier because you have less worries. But if you don't have like discipline, financial discipline or the discipline in general, be out chasing girls all the time, partying, then the money, like it's going to go, the money's going to go. It's, it's going to be a point in your life where these things become meaningless and you're just going to be left with nothing. And what I've learned the hard way is that you have to be really comfortable with yourself. You have to be comfortable being alone in a room with nothing that that's the goal for every every man or woman is you have to really understand yourself and of course money does help you know if you don't have to worry about rent that's beautiful but if you're not the right person because I'm, I'm a thing i'm religious i'm starting to become religious man like god will give you this and he'll still test you and see if you really want it he really will um but yeah i got the money and i wasn't happy because i was just so distracted like everything because i had nothing and I thought all of these things, you know, I'm going to drive a nice car. I'm going to s s try and date as many girls as possible. All these things, it's just like, dude, you're just wasting time. You're wasting your life. But that might work for some people. I'm just saying from my experience, it definitely did not work. And I came from nothing. So 
Yeah, but money does help. It does help. It's just not. It's not the goal. I wouldn't say money's the goal. So talk to you about like, um, you you're feeling down, right? You, you got to this place, but you're feeling down. What was the first steps in actually turning your life around and starting to feel better, or that type of thing? Yeah, it makes sense. So, I was an alcoholic. I was a functional alcoholic, and when I was working in the financial sector, I was doing a lot of cocaine, and it was it was quite a normal thing to do. Um, it was quite a normal thing. Like it would do it like in the office, you know. I'm young. I'm still like young twenties at this time, and I've got like these. You know, people. We all respect people who are older, who are more successful. You know, got the big houses on the palm in Dubai. Um, so we'd would go away and do these trips and just get for just go with clients and just keep going, keep going. So I was bad. I was bad. Um, the first steps I took was I tried to go to a doctor. So I went to a doctor to try and say, okay, what's wrong with me? I just didn't believe anything that he said. So I was like, right now, you can go fuck yourself. Like this. You're on this shit, like, you can be like, I'm like, no, like, it's not that. I know it's not that. Like, I am unhappy, but it's not, it's like chemical bad. you got to take these pills. I'm like, dude, I want to stop doing drugs. I don't want to take more drugs. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, so I didn't do that. Then uh, I was going to go into rehab. Just like I prepared for to do rehab. But just before that, I just, you know what? I was reading a lot. I started reading a book by Dr. Victor Frankl called Mad Search for Meaning. Changed my life. That book, like, literally, I didn't need therapy. I didn't need all that shit. That book, so I'm seeing, like, okay, shit. There's people, like, people who were in hell but can still find happiness in the depths of darkness. So it's possible. It's possible. Started reading that. Um, I did some, like, psilocybin therapy as well, which really really helped my addiction problems. So that literally, like, two sessions and my addiction was over. But to get over um, the actual feeling of self-doubt, the feeling of... I'm not worth it. If you don't want to get out of bed. I just started working out, man. I just really started. I started working out and I started putting myself first. I started doing things that I knew because we all know what we need to do. It's just we don't do it. Like we all know, like eat healthy, work out, get some good friendships, stop being negative, focus on some goals. And that was that. That's that's it. So I, start, I started journaling, writing down the things that I would think. Um, keep me down and then focusing on that okay these are my bad habits i'm I'm waking up i used to be waking up at like 9 9 a.m and okay i need to stop doing that we need to push that back and just work by one bad habit at a time and the next thing it took years but like you just focus i took it day by day just focus on this go sleep wake up and do it again go sleep wake up and do it again that's it and then over time you build up these habits even if unintentionally or intentionally these habits build up changing your changing your character once your habits change and your surroundings start to change, people you meet start to change. It just happens, but all happens is within. Once within, you you control this fucking beast. Everything else starts to change. Rather than trying to seek things, you're really trying to you really trying to seek out out. I don't know the word external. That's the way outernal. Trying to you're trying to seek external things for an internal problem. Because I feel like shit. Nothing's gonna make me feel better unless I want to feel better. So yeah, just step by step, write down my bad habits, write down the things that like were essentially problems. Um, have absolutely focus on fixing these things. Fitness is why well, I said to every man or woman, fitness is the number one thing that you we have like it's there, that that will control most of most of our life. We have to be in good physical and mental shape. Otherwise, you know. 
we're not going to be able to handle the stresses that are coming to us. If you want to become more successful, your life will come with a lot more stresses. More money does come with more problems. It doesn't have to become a problem, but you know, you've know you got to understand about finance. You have to understand about di- how to manage different people, how to run a business. You know, when you're working in nine to five, you don't need to worry about it. At least when you, you get paid every month. Do you know what I mean? But you have to understand how you manage this. And you can't do that for a weak mind or a weak body. Yeah. You really can't. So I just focused on my health, brother. I was here. <laughs> Took it day by day and positive thinking. Really, a lot of reading too. Yeah. A lot of reading. A lot of reading. Yeah. Like Principles by Ray Dalio. Great book. Man's Search for Meaning. Do that. Like and a lot of philosophy, like Marcus Aurelius, Meditation, Seneca, Epictetus. Reading from, you know, for good people, not well, bullshit news and what mm-hmm. people tell me this world is. Like, 100%. I, I really resonate with the way that you handled things, whereas, like, you looked internally, right? You started reading, started going to the gym. I kind of had something similar with me. Like, I felt super down at one point. And then it's only until I started reading, started hitting the gym, started actually creating something that these feelings seem to almost disappear. And it's like, it's totally possible for you to just fix without taking these pills or without something on the outside because it's, it's within the hundred percent like you have to create like if you want to be a valuable person you have to create the valuable person you know no one's born fucking shredded no one's born nothing it's self-creation and i think a lot of times we look at other people at like different areas i'm like oh i want that i want that do you know how much work that man has to put in to get that like really like Dude, for me to get where I have to, I had to go through hell, like hell, numerous years. I mean, like hell, mental. You probably know it as well. Like when you start a business and you can't get clients, you sort of doing, am I even good enough? Like there's so much competition. The fear, the overwhelming. You're like, what the fuck is going? Why am I as well just working, going working, working Starbucks or some shit, have an easy life. But there's something inside you that's like, nah, man, you can't do that. And you have to battle with that demon inside that's like, right, it's what you're doing. Get up and go. But you have to create the monster. Definitely. You have to create the monster. A lot of Jordan Peter Canadian, a lot of Jordan Peterson as well. Man's, that man, 12 rules for life. I think unbelievable, man. Like, see these like little, like the top 12 rules for life and um, my search for meaning really, really like, honestly helped change my, change my viewpoint. Didn't help change it. Like it helped change my, my awareness and understanding of values goals and things like that but how did you so except from fitness and stuff like what did did you do anything else like what were you doing to get over your well what do you do now if you get into a down day because we have them sometimes yeah. so what do you do do you have a ritual or? i think honestly just like just going for walks and having like time for myself to actually think like slow thinking so like for example if i have a problem in my head i'm like all stressed like fuck what am i gonna do i'll like cut out all stimuli just go on a walk and just think it through and just like eventually after enough like boredom or just like no stimuli i get the answers i need or i find the answers and i think yeah that's the biggest thing is just kind of like because we're constantly always consuming that we have so much stimuli in our environment it's like no wonder that you sometimes gonna feel like this especially like in terms of like dopamine and stuff we're, we're frying our dopamine receptor all day all day um, so I, yeah, I think it's just like just taking a step back, like taking a different perspective and then like just doing the things that I know I need to do. Because like, for example, if I know I need to go to the gym, I might not feel like going to the gym, 
and it might be tough at the gym, but after I know that I'm going to feel better. I'm going to go to the gym, you know, whereas I I could just scroll on my phone and I'll feel good in the moment. But after you feel more safe, yeah, I'll feel like shit. So it's just choosing to do the things that I know I should do that will make me feel better in the long term. Yeah, it's like discipline. That's literally discipline. It's the short sacrifices for long-term gratification. Most of the world on discipline, man. Like fast food, fast dopamine, fast everything. No one wants to slow down. Also, as you, you pointed, being in nature actually really helps. Truly, I believe that. This is some shit we're not even taught in school. Like, literally, go like I would do this year. I'll go out for walks. Not so much in Bali because you get hit by a car. But like, you know, um, but yeah, like if I'm safe from South America, I'm in the jungle. I, I live with the tribe in the jungle for a little bit. It was nice, man. You just literally in nothing but nature. You're hearing the animals, you're hearing the water, and believe it, and that's it. Peaceful. Yeah. It's fucking peaceful. So peaceful. And then you think a lot better. You you think so much clearer. Thoughts are crystal. You know, if, if people really pay attention to their thoughts, they'll realize how quickly change is like, okay, what did I eat yesterday? What did I eat yesterday? What's happening tomorrow? Okay, what's happening here? What did he say? What did she say? Oh, but it's just like, yeah. And people wonder why they're depressed or they're burnt out. You're like, dude, you're thinking like 10,000 thoughts in a second. <laughs> Rather than having crystal clear vision, crystal clear goals. And I believe we shouldn't really think. You should be a flow state. When you're working, you don't need to think. You know, you're just sort of flowing, doing your thing, you're editing, you do, that's it. We're having this conversation. I'm not thinking before I'm speaking. I'm just blowing the words come out. Whatever comes out, comes out. And this state of mind is optimal. This is the optimal state of mind that we need to get in, but nobody teaches us this. But the only way I think people learn, and you'll probably know this, you have to go through some hard shit. <laughs> you have to go through some hard shit to realize, okay, shit, what what does a man want? Peace. So I can think effectively. Mm-hmm. That's it. But you're right, man, we're fucked with the phone and the dopamine. I, I also fall in this trap too. Yeah, it's like something that none of us can avoid, especially if your business is on social media, which mine yeah, is. Yeah, some of mine is, yeah, now, yeah. So it's like, it's almost unavoidable to a certain extent. Um, but yeah, I think it's just about like, for one, I think the biggest thing that helped me as well with social media is to curate my feed. So like, I'll unfollow anybody that doesn't serve me, unfollow anyone that's negative or just like that I'm having an upwards comparison that's not healthy. So basically just have my Instagram and my social media feeds so that it's people that when I consume their content, they it helps me get closer to my goal. This type of thing. That's good. Yeah. Do you compare yourself to people a lot? Is that something that you struggle with or have struggled with? I think so. I think, I mean, as humans, we'll always do this. It's just a part of our mind that we can't ever shut off. We can do it less consciously, but subconsciously, it's as you're walking, you're always doing it. It's just like a part of human nature. But yeah, I do compare myself a lot. And I think it can be like... Um, can be bad at times and also good at times because for example like i told you i curated my feed right so i'm almost in this like echo chamber of like online money entrepreneurs right so i'm like comparing myself to guys that are like this age doing this or this but like that's just in this little echo chamber whereas if i you like i zoom out and i'm like okay let's look at the world let's look at the people in, in bali for example like they they have so much less than me but they're they're maybe they're happier than me or they're this that's an internal question yeah. yeah but it's like um yeah i think the biggest comparison is just like me versus myself yesterday yeah that's it that's that's a good 
But that that's that's a good way of looking at it. You just want to be better than you were yesterday. Yeah. That's it. That, that's what like when I was saying I'd take it day by day, that was it. Today I was like this, yesterday, okay, I'm better, cool. And you have that little little bit of confidence, that little okay, I, I can get a little bit better. It's like when I so I also I, I ran I ran a couple of ultra marathons at like hundred mile marathons, mm. twenty four hours, and I could never run. But I just kept getting better. I would do five K weeks, then a ten K week, then eleven, twelve, fifteen. And then like now, even now I'm doing like hundred mile weeks. I'm doing hundred mile weeks now. And every week it's just right, okay. Well you did it last week, why can't you do it this week? You did it yesterday, why can't you do it today? Like why not? You're just choosing not to, but you might be in a bit of pain, but what's pain? It's just a sensation. Like, dude, like everybody goes through pain. So that's a really good attitude to have. So let's talk, are you are you spiritual at all? hundred percent. Yeah. So were you always spiritual? No, define spirit. What what's your definition of spiritual? Because we're involved, you probably did. <laughs> no, and it's true. Like, I don't, I don't really have a definition to be to be fair with you. Like, I don't know. Like for me, I think I believe in like the universe and like vibrations and these sort of things. And I'm definitely interested to get more into it, especially through like the gateway of psychedelics. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so <laughs> to answer your question, I don't really know. Yeah, so I believe, so I've done like ayahuasca a few times. Oh, yeah. As I said, I, I facilitate psilocybin retreats. Mm-hmm. So I'm very deep in this space of like, not just um, consuming, but understanding like the new, like the science behind it as well. I listen to like a lot of Andrew Huberman, some back against them. But on a spiritual side, yes, I believe I'm in manifestation. I believe what we say, we can speak into reality. I believe in karma. Not even I believe in, I know. Like, I know manifestation works. I know karma is a real thing. Like, I study, like, I've traveled a lot. So I've been to India. I've been to living in tribes. So I've studied these people, and they're not lying. They're not lying. Like, these things have been around for thousands and thousands, way before, like, our modern-day science and history has been around. Like, even the concept of God, like, Bible's the most read book on earth. Why? I'm not saying I believe in it, but there's definitely truth within within the writings of these things. I'm not saying there's a man in the sky. I don't believe that. But I believe it's a concept of what, what we are. Because we, be, we can be the devil, or we can be God. We can be the creator, or we can, we can be the destroyer. <laughs> we can of our own lives. Um, so I definitely believe in... Um, I would say if people meet me, they go, oh, yeah, he's a spiritual guy. Cause I, and I think, dude, everyone has to be. Because even the concept of it, like, treat people good. Like, focus on positivity. Stop doing negative things. Like, just these are the baselines of any spirit. Or I hate using the word. I don't like religion. But somebody who looks up to a higher power, whether that is a god or, a, or the universe or the cosmos, but understand there is some things that play that are way, way beyond what we understand. Yeah. Like, when you do psychedelics, you're like, okay, okay, I get it. I, I get it. Because you see things that you've never even dreamt or seen. Or you just, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say having some sort of spiritual, I used to, okay, and, yeah, having some sort of spirituality is, is, a, is a big, important thing of my life. It keeps me humble, honest. It keeps me respectable. Because I always believe someone's watching. Yeah. So I'm not like masturbating anymore. I'm not doing stupid things where people aren't like, you know, I'm really accountable. I'm like, oh, fuck, someone's, something's watching yeah. at all times. Not, I don't mean like just someone's watching, but there are effects. Everything's causal effect. 
you know, if I if I lie, for example, I have to go back and say, sorry, I did, I lied. I lied about this. Mm. I had to, to like even, because we all lie and little, little lies, but little things where I'm just like, if I can change it, I'll change it. Um, was it always like this? Absolutely not. No, no, no. No, no. I hated the world, man. I hated the world. I was atheist. I thought everything was a problem. Everyone was a problem. Um, it was everyone else's fault. Everything was... If if there was a god, like why why am I getting bullied all the time? Which is kind of natural, I think, when you're a kid, kind of natural. My dad's Muslim, and mum's Christian, and like I just didn't believe. Like I was just so against, and I still am. I'm I'm against religion. I'm I'm against like like I really, I wouldn't say against, like I hate it, but like the, it's like a cult, in my eyes. Like religion, everyone has to do this, speak this way, do this, act like this, pray this. I'm just against that. I'm just more of a person of freedom. If one man chooses to believe in God, what he does in his own home and how he practices that belief in his God is is what he does. Like, so my dad's very religious. He wasn't at the time, but he is now. So he's trying. And you know, when you're a kid, when people try to tell you things, you just want to be no, no, no. I want to. I just want to rebel. So I was atheist. Um, but I'm telling you, man. As soon as I started. <laughs> you know, accepting that there is a higher power and like literally like little things like just man, like think if we just talk about manifestation for a second, just little things where I'm just writing stuff down and I'm just thinking about it. Cause once you start thinking about it, then you start acting it and you, but you don't know this until you are consciously aware that you're doing it. It's like, if you want to bake a cake, what do you do? You first think of the ingredients, then you go to the store, you get the ingredients. And then next thing you know, you've got a fucking cake. It's like everything you start thinking, okay, I want to make this money. I want to, Put the money aside. Okay, I've got this issue. This is the solution. Okay, this is the solution. Can I do it now? No. Okay, but what can I do now to get to that point? I can do this a little bit now. Then the next day, you do a little bit more. Next thing you know, you're doing it. You're doing it. So these little things, and as I said, I've took a fair few psychedelics in my time that it's made me really aware that we don't know everything. So mm. I know, and, and the difference between like yourself and the ego, and then you start reading books like Carl Jung. Even philosophers like Marcus Aurelius and all these philosophers, they're taking mushrooms and they're writing, they're taking ergot and they're writing these things and it's like, huh, okay. Like, okay, why was I not taught this shit in school? Um, but yeah, I was something spiritual. You're a spiritual man yourself. Um, Psychedelics. Um, when I first got into them, I was more just like, high school party type of thing it is the worst because it's psychedelics they're not a party thing no. they're an internal like research I would say yeah like it's cool like it's cool to trip but yeah it's, it is it is internal research it's like a resetting of yourself see part of yourself that um, you don't want to see yeah. but you need to see it yeah. because you're the reason why you're not where you are everything's your fault and it's your everything's your fault individually in their lives yeah, and I would say that's what when people talk about having like bad trips I think a lot of the time what's really happening is that their mind is confronting them with the truth that's uncomfortable to accept. So that just, it, it's like, it's uncomfortable, right? So it's a bad trip. Um, because that's what happens when you're in like, in this room, just, your mind will come up with all these things. And some of them, they're, they're definitely true, but you don't want to accept that it's true. So you kind of resist it. And within psychedelics, I think resistance is the worst thing you can do. 100%. Have you ever had like, a conversation with someone where you've done something wrong and they're just like, shout at you and you you, you want to, 
you, you don't accept that they're, they're right, you know, like, you know deep down that you're a failure, you're a flawed person, and what they're saying is true, you're like, she's so trying to knock it off, like, no, you're you're a prick, you, it's the same with psychedelics, amplifies it, it's like, this is how you treat these people, this is, this is, this is how, this is how you treat yourself. No, no, I've had quote-unquote bad trips, but they're the best trips, Yeah. because if you're, if you're using now, because now psychedelics is becoming quite a cool thing that people, not cool, but like, it's cool that now it's becoming normalized for people to do. You've got like PTSD, you've got actual real health, real deep health issues, and it's helping them. Um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so sorry. Yeah, and the bad trips. So, there's that side of it. And then there's like entrepreneurs who are, use, who are like biohacking, using psychedelics to fix their issues. And if you have an intention of saying, okay, I know I need to do better somewhere. I just don't know where. You take psychedelic. It will show you, but it might not show you what you want to see. And what like the things that it shows you, you have to confront. Like like for me, like I was just I was horrible to people, but I didn't think I was. I was giving money and stuff, but I was, I never treat people with respect. I only respect people with money. I was a horrible person, and I had to confront that. And that's so the, the hardest thing for anyone. Say if someone's overweight, they don't. Everyone knows they're overweight. Everyone knows you need to lose weight. But no one says it to them. They don't say it to themselves. And that one person that walks up and goes, you're fat. They're hated by everyone. But the psychedelic says that one person is like, do you have to, come on, it's your health here. Do you know what I mean? And we don't want that because we don't want to face our own issues. We like to live in this little comfortable bubble of, of forgazy life. It's not real. Um... <laughs> Obviously, like... We know that as humans, we're wired for comfort. We'll always go for the easy thing rather than the hard thing. That's just how we're hardwired. But like, why do you think that, is it the conditioning of the system, just the modern world we live in? Like, why are so many people living these type of lives and unfulfilled, they're not disciplined, all these different things, the dopamine's fuck, you're, why, why, why do you think that? Well, first of all, I think you can 100% change it. Like, I, I think you can 100% stick up on it, and I teach people how to do it. You, yep. you can change your mind. You can change your mind to seek discomfort, mm. and you can become that person who thrives in uncomfortable situations. You can do that. So I don't I dis, I don't, I don't disagree, but when people say oh, it's natural that we want comfort, eh, hmm, I don't know. It used to be, maybe. It used to be because life was hard. Life was hard. You know, you have to go out and hunt. You know, people come to rape your wife pillage you, you know pillage your village where to survive it was hard so comfortable things you know it's comfortable but now life is come you go to the supermarket you don't have to grow your own food you don't have to hunt people don't even have to work hard to get money anymore and in the uk you can literally not work and the government will give you money they'll give you money it's not hard anymore there's, there's zero discomfort in life and the system absolutely amplifies that because having it's like pacifying a society People who live in comfort are not dangerous people. People who live in comfort are easily susceptible, easily manipulated, and easily controlled. Because all you have to, because you control what you have, money. You give them money, oh yeah, I'll do what you say. You give them food, oh okay, great, I don't have to, that's it. So people, I don't think people consciously do it. I think it takes, I think that every man, because I, I focus on like my business now as many of men, this also applies to women wants to do something in their life when they're young, like I said, like 15 to 20. They want to, it's intrinsic. They want to, they see it, they want to do it. But society shapes them down a little bit. You know, you're 20, 21, 22. Next thing you know, you're 25, you're still at your parents' house, playing your fucking video games. You, you know, you have no desire anymore. But it, it's, it's a thing that takes time. 
But I think there's absolutely a fire in every man's heart. Every man's heart. Because I think that's why like people hate like my men hate Andrew Tate. I'm like, dude, you only hate the man because he's confronted you what you're not. That's it. You it's like that's it. Cause I've seen it out here. I've seen people who make fucking loads of money from listening to this man. Loads of money. Like, I mean, successful. And not even loads of money. Nice people. Driven, successful. Maybe like you just want to get out there, take risks. But this this comfort is Comfort is like I this I'm working on something now in this space. Um but yeah, I think it's a society issue. I don't think it's natural. I I don't think it's natural to be comfortable. I think it's natural for us to want to grow and get better. I think I like to do things. I think that's what's natural for human beings. It's natural that you want to protect your family. It's natural that you want to be like as a man, what do you want? You want to find the like, let's talk about sex, for example. Like, not what we want, but from a DNA point of view. You want to find a, a female partner that can birth your children, look after your children. That's what you want to do. Females will look for the strongest alpha male that can protect the family. None of that's comfortable, man. None of that's comfortable. But society now pushes a lot of comfort. Oh, you'll be okay. Just relax. You don't need to do that. Calm down. Dude, like, when I went to, I went to, like, one AA meeting when I was in alcoholic, right? And I was just like, you're talking shit. Like, it's not your problem, it's not your fault, don't worry. I'm like, dude, it, it is my, I'm the one putting the drink in my fucking, it's my fault. But they can't say that because if someone kills themselves, then there's no funding for their program. So they have to feed this lines of bullshit, you know. I think it is lines of bullshit that we want comfort. It's a trap. It's a fucking trap. Comfort is a trap. Yeah. It really is. And this is what happened when I became, when I started earning money. I became comfortable. And my mental health just went... Because I'm not, we get great satisfaction from doing things. You know, whatever it is, even if it's just you go on a date, you know, you're really scared, you go on your first date, you're like, yes, I smashed it, you go to the boys. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> There's little things. There's little things. Or you grow some food, or like, I don't know if you've ever been hunting before, you're hunting animals. Like, just these little things. You go, I did that. I did that. You, you draw a picture or something, you're like, I did that. But this this comfort in society right now is I think society is it's it's a down it's a downward spiral now, brother, because there's a lot of pacified males and females that rely on other people to live. And that's why I believe that's this has a ha massive correlation to why male suicides are people don't even know what gender they are anymore. It's like everyone's confused, bro, and it's because they want to be comfortable and people are telling them they want to be comfortable. And the people that are looking up to, it's like a reciprocal trap. You know, you're looking up to your elders, but the elders, like, you know, people who are teaching in schools, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They, they, they also want to be comfortable. And anyone who steps out of line, they're a bad person. Nah, man, that's a nah, man. Nah. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but... <laughs> no, I think I got some good stuff. Like, I think one of the core things about Agitate's message and why it's so uh, hated on the left is because he talks about self-responsibility. And that's like a main aspect of all of these people that are living these lives is nothing's their fault. They can't change it. It's just, it's, it's not my fault. I can't change it, right? It's his fault. It's his fault, yeah. Depression, oh, the chemical imbalance. Uh, oh, I don't have a job. The economy, government, all these different things. And I think that's why it's so important as a man to just take responsibility for everything everything's your fault mm -hmm. even if it wasn't your fault it's still your fault because if you take that responsibility then you can actually do something to change it but that's the only way is if you take that responsibility 
and yeah, I see. Like I used to be the same thing. I used to do the same, bro. I, the bad thing is just because the way that we were conditioned in the societies that we grew up. Yeah, in. the people that we're learning from are that to them people. And like Andrew Tate comes out, he's not that person. Yeah. And then the, the younger kids, I'm a little bit older now, but the younger kids are looking up, going, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna listen to this guy." And then that's why they hate him because they're like, "No, no, no, we're gonna teach him this way. We're gonna teach him this way." But they don't. I don't even think they consciously know they're doing it. They think they're doing a the good thing by yeah. teaching people. I used to be like that. Dude, I got hit by a car here in Bali, like, uh, which it was six months ago. I was like, that's my fault. I chose to get on the bike. I to, even, even though he hit me and it was technically, I was like, I chose to get on the bike. I rode the bike. I didn't strap my helmet up. That's my fault. I can learn something now for next time. Yeah. And that's, I believe, you have to have that acute accountability in your life. Because it's crazy, isn't it? When people become successful, it's their fault, right? They, they don't tell that was it's, it's me. I did yeah. this. I earned the money. It was me. But when they lose it, oh no, it wasn't me. I had bad business partner. Oh, the economy went down. I had no customers. Oh, that's very convenient, right? It's very fucking convenient. Yeah, it's like my my friend had this quote. It's like all of us are self-made, but only the successful ones. Are yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. I've said I've heard that somewhere. It's true. So yeah, it's. it's yeah, man, I think everyone needs to have accountability. And it's hard, dude. It's really hard for people to do that because when you, you're right, if you're in a family, and this is, this is hard. If you're on a, like, I'm lucky that, like, my dad is, like, he's very, even though we had, we had a rock relationship at the start, but he's, he's very accountable. And he taught me some accountability. Like, that, like, that's, like, one thing that's distilled to me is, like, right, if I, like I said, if I go to Dubai, if I, I make it or I fail, I make it or I lose, but it, ultimately, it's on me. I have no backing. I have nothing. There's no plan B. There's no fucking. There's not. I took. I've literally maxed out everything I can borrow. That's it. I have to. I have to. Then these things build it up. But I do understand. There's people in families where you know their parents. I don't want to use no way. But you know what I mean. Their parents are living this comfort life, and then you're surrounded by it. And then someone says, "Hey, listen. You know, you're 25 years old. You don't have to be a millionaire, but you have to be better than where you are now. And every dream that you've had." And the reason you haven't reached your dream is entirely up to you. And then your parents are like, no, but it's the government. It's this, it's that, it's the, it's the raise and taxes. It's the, it's, you know what I mean? It's always an excuse. Yeah. And I think if someone's in that situation, it's very difficult to get out. Very difficult, especially if you, you've ever had like many role models. But yeah. um, it is, um, you don't have like, if you come from a single, single mother household or maybe in a single father household and the father's just not present. It's, it's very difficult for these people. So I don't I have empathy, not sympathy though. I have empathy for them because ultimately every, like everyone who's ever fucking done anything great has come from fucking nothing. Everything is, has come from situations like that. Um, but yeah, brother, man, comfort. It's uh, have you, there's, there's, a, there's a YouTube channel called Seek Discomfort. I don't know. Yes, there is. It's called Seek Discomfort. I think so, yeah. So good. Like what they, what they do is literally seek discomfort. I tell you one thing about my um, mentor used to tell me what to do. He used to fucking hate it. He used to say, well, whatever shop you go into, if it's McDonald's, Starbucks, I mean, corporations, ask for a discount every time. They're not going to give you one, but you need to get uncomfortable asking for a discount. Uh, so we're going to, oh, can I get 20% for it? He's there. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> Why would you get 20%? I'm like, that's one twenty percent Sometimes they'd be like, oh, like, is your birthday? But yes, my birthday. <laughs> yeah. But it's only like, so you can... So even if you're in these situations, right, the, what I'm getting to is even if you're, if you are aware, because one thing that everyone is, is aware of it, they just don't admit it. They're aware of it. Because you know how you compare? The reason why we don't like to compare is because it makes you feel like shit, right? But you're aware of it. You're aware. You go, okay. Like, like Iman guys, you're like, okay, 
Twitter. I, that's, that's possible. I'm not there. You can be jealous or you can be inspired, right? But you're aware of it. You're aware there's a big discrepancy here and the discrepancy is knowledge, information, and, and action. Yeah. That's it. It's not he's better, she's better. There's none of that. But what you can do is incorporate uncomfortable things in your life like that. Just go up to, just go up to girls and ask. So that's it. Even though you, you're going to get rejected. But this things build resilience. Go next shop. When you go into a shop, ask for a discount. Even if you don't need the discount. Even if they said they just ask. The little things that can make you uncomfortable, you can implement in your life. And then that builds a little bit of character. And then, you, then, you, then you'll start traveling the world. But people who are in these situations where they feel a bit stuck, my first thing is like, Little discomforts that aren't going to kill you, but they're going to kill your ego. They're going to kill your pride. They are, but that's what you want. You want it. You want your pride and ego to die for you to flourish. So yeah, this is, dude. This I I can't live in the West anymore. I can't man. I really can't. It's crazy. So many people that not only live in Bali, but just like online entrepreneurs are, I guess, people that I say are waking up. They're saying the same thing because, I mean, we're watching the West fall in firsthand, not necessarily about, like, political power, but just, like, ideologies, like, just, like, go like go to the States. Do you know how many fat people you'll see? How many people you see that hate their life, that homeless people, this, that, all of these different things. It's like, is my failed nations, but, uh, yeah, the homeless issue in the wreck. It's crazy, dude. COVID comes and everyone's got money to spend on shit. You know, everyone's got surpluses to give out to people, all this money, but then can't, can't solve your own problems in your own countries. It's fucking crazy. And yet ideologies. When I go back to the UK, bro, some people are like, oh, when are you going to get a job? <laughs> Literally. I swear to God, they're like, are you, when are you going to get a job? And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? Bro? Yeah. Like, are you so fucking indoctrinated into your ideology? Like, that yeah, but you're going to fail. I'm like, why would you say that? Yeah. Why would you say that? Like, what? But you, like, in, that's normal, though. That's normal. Anyone who steps outside of it's like, a, have you seen? I've seen it on like Instagram a few times, like the rat race. It's so true. I say rats in the subway. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But it's so true. I've just lived that life too. You probably did. People do. But like, that's one thing. I think we're sorry. We're sort of went off topic. We're going to our ideology. The ideology of, like, I, I risk offending people here. And this is just my opinion. It's just so fucked. It's so fucked. Like, it's, it's poisonous. How they teach people in school, how I was taught in school. I was it's disgusting and it needs to be changed. How we treat people like in the West, how you treat people, dude, in London. So I lived in London for a little bit. I'm from the north. Went to London, I got family in London, lived there. No one speaks to each other. No one. I didn't even know my neighbours. Nobody speaks to each other. No one gives a fuck about anyone else. There isn't any sense of community. There isn't any like there's nothing there's nowhere to go to grow. You know, everyone's drinking all the time, smoking weed. I did these things. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But there's something... I always say to people, why are you celebrate? But your life is shit. Where are you going? Why are you, why are you out drinking? But your life is terrible and you you can't even afford it. <laughs> you spend... You work all your week to spend all your money on the Friday. You do the same next week and that's your life. Do you not see that? Can you not see that? That's your life. And then you look in online and you're like, oh, what? He's going on holiday. He's traveling. He must be a fraudster. He must be a scammer. No, brother, you're just a fucking degenerate. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I do risk offending people, but it's true. People need to know this because this is what I said to myself when I was doing that. When I'm, out, I'm like, you're a fucking degenerate, Adam. What the fuck? You know, you could have, you could have built some schools. You could have did something impactful, but you chose to fucking drink and do cocaine. You're a degenerate. And the UK, I don't know. I've never been to Canada. I've been to the US a bit. Degenerates, full of degenerate people. 
And again, I, we can go into some very controversial topics, but fuck. Um, and it's hard for young men now. I think it's hard for young men who are in these places. Now, for me, how old are you? Okay, three years. I thought maybe I'm wrong because you've used scared. But I think it's hard for people who are like living in the US and every, everyone around them is doing the same thing. Because we are, we do, do you know when they say your, your network is your net worth? You do, it's true. 100%. It's true. So if you're in a situation where all your friends are doing it, you know, well, this is kind of normal, kind of normal. And then you live your whole life out like that. And then you teach your kids that way of living. It's like, dude, come on, yeah. man. That's the worst thing, teaching your kids the old ideology. I'll never teach my kids my ideology. I'll let them learn from themselves. I want, because I want to be wrong as much as possible. I want them to like say shit. And also the world's evolving so much that the world I live in now is not the same world my parents lived in. Yeah. The world that my kids are going to live in aren't the same world. How they shit, you know, technology, AI, it's all fucking going crazy. So yeah, man, society comfort will make you degenerate. Discomfort will make you a king. And that's it. You just need to write that down on your wall. Comfort will make you degenerate. Discomfort will make you a king. Write it down, put it on your mirror. Just look at that shit every day. Yeah. Affirm it in your brain. Yeah. 100%. Now that's so, so, so important. Like, I used to have this poster up and just do the hard things. Do the hard things that you know you don't want to do. And then later you can live an easy life that you know you want to live. That's discipline, brother. That's it. Oh. <laughs> I think they were. Hello? Hi. You're okay. Let's carry on. Yeah. Um, guess we'll cut. <laughs> have a look. <laughs> Whenever it's... We just had a fire conversation. I want to listen to this. Wait, what time did you book it till? Uh, till four. Okay, I'll go to time. Boom. Alright, cool. So where were we? You know, it was just kind of, um, you wouldn't do the hard things. Yeah, do the hard things so then you can live the easy life later. It's like, the, the delayed gratification, don't... Well, DG, David Goggins, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, but he's, he's the master of that. Oh, that's it, man. And also, I think it's really important to... And this is something... As I said, I was... I, I don't need to like, use the word luck because I put myself in a situation to be in Dubai. I put myself there to meet these mentors. I, I found a mentor that really helped me. But one thing that is great about the internet is that there are unofficial mentors out there that you can really learn from that are given knowledge for free. So if you're a younger guy, if you guys are your age, a bit younger, you can look at like Damien Goggins. You can look at these people and get free information if you're not jealous, but you're looking at them like, oh shit, okay, I'm going to implement some of this stuff. No, not just one, but you get different people. Yeah, I'm going to implement some of that. It's going to make my life a bit better. I'm going to implement some of that. So it's like free information that when I was younger, I didn't have access to. I had to go to different countries to find. Yeah. It wasn't on there. People weren't posting this shit. They weren't. So you get a lot of free information out there. Um, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah? Yeah. So what was your what was your journey of that? You're just looking online and you're like, fuck. I never left. Yeah, no, I think it started with like, so one, it was like, when I was younger, I always had that hunger because weren't, my family wasn't like super poor, but I saw the struggle with money, right? I saw that it was a, a factor of life that I looked at and I said, okay, I don't want to have that. So then I kind of, I started smoking weed and when I was like, when I was high, I would scroll a lot. But then uh, since I had that like factor of money, the things I would look at when I was high and scrolling a lot would be like the money things. So then I started getting, the algorithm started showing me more money stuff, more money stuff. And then that led me to finding David Goggins or this person you and then finding this podcast and it just kind of led me down the rabbit hole of like all these different concepts business ideas people all these things and then 
I remember the first book I ever read on my own um, was uh, Happy Sexy Millionaire by Stephen Barlett. Oh, yeah. yeah I like Stephen. Yeah. yeah. And uh, his, his podcast was like the first one that I started listening to like religiously. And um, I think the biggest thing that, that the book and the podcast changed was that like I could do these things. Because before I... I, I thought that I, I wouldn't be able to do business because it's too hard, it's too this. But then through listening to these podcasts and reading this book, I was like, I can do whatever the fuck. Maybe I don't know how to do it today, but I'll figure it out. Like, months yeah, like, and I think that was the biggest thing for me, just when realizing that I can do whatever the fuck, like whatever I can believe and conceive, I can achieve. Yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, that's kind of like my journey. And then obviously that just led to more podcasts, finding out more people, more books. And then, yeah. It's a frustrating when you see people who you don't think like that. Yeah. Well, honestly, they say, like, what the fuck? You want to shake them? Yeah, it does. But what frustrates me even more is the people that consume these things and they think this way, but they don't take any action towards it whatsoever. Why do you think that is, though? I think because I think reading it, listening to it, and seeing it through a screen is a lot different than actually seeing it firsthand, right? And it takes a lot for you to like, for example, watching a, a video from Iman Gatsi about how to start a social media marketing agency. That's one thing, whereas like actually starting one is a complete different other thing. So it's definitely a big step to, to do something. Um, but the reason why they don't do it is, I don't know, man. I think one is, the biggest one probably is that people are too afraid of what others will think of them. Ugh. And then on top of that, if let's say they do put themselves out there, they do start that thing or whatever it may be, a lot of them also just they 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 can't persist through the hard times or they'll quit or they just they don't have that right mindset built for themselves um, because persistence is so so important in this game. But I don't know. What do you think about like why people they'll consume they'll they'll think this way but they won't actually do? Yeah. So when people are in a situation where they're undisciplined, they're unmotivated, everyone around them is a loser, and they want to take action, they say one day, this is enough. As soon as they step out, they're going to get ostracized because nobody's going to understand them because everyone has their understanding of comfort right now. As soon as they decide, right, I'm going to just do this, straight away, automatically, it's going to happen. And I mean, I'm saying this because it's happened to me and it's going to happen. You have to get over it, but it's going to happen. And I think right there, that's one block. People will fear that first. People will fear not even try. And then the people who do try, it might just get to them over time and then and then quit. And then the next step is, I think you brought it up, was consistency. It's that then you get to a first roadblock. You know, then you then you get then you get somewhere and then you quit. Um. There was something else that was in my mind as well that was really important. I think one of the biggest things for me, though, honestly, because I was once like that. Yeah. But the only, the only reason that I changed from consuming all these things to actually taking action was I basically was in a super uncomfortable position, and it was out either that I did nothing and stayed in that position, or I took radical action, and that's kind of like I I was. I had to move out, so I was paying all my bills, and then I was working a job I hated, just waking up miserable, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to change. I need to change. So I think there's every aspect of, like, necessity that comes out of that, of, like, 
just yeah and needing to change you have to be fed up with your life you really do you have to get to a point where you're like i can't live like this anymore so either this or i kill myself i've got to that point i literally i was at a point i i can't i've now i have to kill myself or i have to change simple as that and i want to live so i have to change now the issue this is where it gets this is where it gets a little bit more difficult for people is when they're living a life of comfortable despair where they're like, I had a little bit, they haven't hit that point. They're comfortable. They might have mommy and daddy's money, so they don't really do anything. But then they know that they're still a fucking degenerate. They know that they're still a loser compared, to, not compared, but just, they're not living their fullest potential. They know that. Yeah. But they haven't reached the point where they have to change. So I think this is why they watch the content. I think that's why they'll keep watching it. They'll watch it for entertainment, hitting dopamine. Because if they feel like they're doing something, it's a weird neurosis trick that we have. Like, not not trick, but like people who watch stuff believe that they're actually... I'm going to do this tomorrow. Do you know what I'm going to write? I'm going to do it. And they'll say that for like five years. And they're this, doing this newer cycle. Yeah, because no one's holding them accountable. That's what I mean. They haven't got like positive figures. or like, dude, last week you said you're going to do that. Why the fuck have you not done that? They haven't got that. So they're like, you know, they, they get around. Oh, do you know what, mom? I'm going to start this business. Oh, really? Nice, son. Nice, nice. Month later. Do you know what, mom? Yeah, I'm going to start this business. Yeah, nice, nice. Do you know what people are just sort of enabling your bullshit? There's no one holding people accountable. So I think people watch these because I think the original question was it's about mentors and so on. If we have, we can appoint unofficial mentors. And the reason why people just watch these unofficial mentors because it gives them, it's like watching a movie, right? <laughs> I think essentially people are watching movies of millionaires and they just don't have anyone to hold them accountable to take action, which is kind of sad because ultimately you have to do it yourself. But if you've lived a life of comfortable despair where yeah, it's not too hard, but it's not too difficult. You can sort of get by. You're not really important in life, but, you know, you, you're not a bum. You're so okay. You might be earning a decent amount of money. But deep down, you know, inside, you can do better. Yeah, I think these people, I think it's harder for these people. But if you are in that situation, if you are, if, if these people watching are in a situation, you're going to have to put, you really have to, Tony Robbins says, if you want to take the island, you have to burn the fucking boats. You have to burn the boats. If you are that, you have to just fucking leave. Go uncomfortable. Go to a new country and fucking everything you've got and see what happens. Test yourself. Test yourself. Just go to fucking Colombia. Whatever you have. For me, you might have $500. Just go see what happens. Just see what happens. Yeah. Test yourself. If you're living this comfortable life, because I think everyone seeks adventure, right? Everyone wants to do something. Everyone wants to. to seek adventure. It's why we watch movies. Why do we Why do we watch movies and Netflix and shit? Why was like Game of Thrones so fucking popular? We want that life. We want it. Then just do it. And it's like, I know all the excuses come up. Well, I've got a job. Well, fuck your job. You don't like it. Well, my family, family's got it. If the family love you, they're going to love that you're better. I've got this. I've got that. Um, it's enough. Fuck all that. Just do it. Just go to I say this. I swear to God. Like, I've got some students. I say this to them. Go to a new fucking country. Something you've never been to before. Just see what happens. Just see what happens. No, like, have no, don't even fucking, I, I'd rather have a plan, but just go. Or like, go to a new city. And you sit here in your country because like the UK is quite small, but Canada's huge. Just go somewhere, and if you're from the US, go to just different state. Just do something, because if you if you don't take action, right? If, if you don't change your life, then nothing's going to change. And yeah. it's just like, dude, it frustrates me. That's why I listen to you because it does. It frustrates me when I see people who are like, because I believe everyone's got full potential. Yeah, you know I mean, I, but it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter how old you are. I believe you know there's something you could do that you could be better at. It doesn't matter if you're eight years old or whatever. There's something you can do. It doesn't have to be financial. It could be the caring. It could be something that's beneficial to society. And that's beautiful. You know, if you're an older person, you, you could help people in different ways. Whereas if you're a younger person, if you're, whatever. Whatever your ethnic background is, I believe people can do more. And it really frustrates me when I'm like, 
I've got my own family members. It's like, yeah, but there's this and that. I'm just like, fucking shut up. Like, every... It's another exercise. Write down every excuse you have. And every... Write down everything. Write down every excuse you have. Right? Every excuse. And change that to a reason. I can't do it because of my family. Look, the reason you start a business is because you have a family. That's why you need to start a business. Mm-hmm. I can't do it because of my health. I, I can't work out because I'm tired. You're tired all the time because you're unhealthy. You need to work out. Turn your excuses into reasons. And also believe... Every single excuse you have, every person you looked up to has had exactly the same excuses. They just ch- chose to turn the excuses into reasons, into action, and you create the life they want. Everyone can do this. And it really frustrates me when I'm speaking to people and they just give me bullshit all the time. Yeah. I feel like fucking just choking them out. <laughs> Dude, come on. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Uh, or it's like, I hate, I hate when people say that they can't do something. It's like, like if you ask me, can you do that? I said I would answer not maybe not right now. Just I'll figure it out. You like the people that like just take things as like solid or like I guess it's just like the fixed mindset, right? It's like I'm like this and I can't do this. Or it's like no, you are you and you could do fucking anything. Exactly. I've learned anything, and sure you can't fucking ride a bike today, but tomorrow maybe you can get a little bit better, and then in a week you could probably ride a bike. This every single person you know learned a language without even know what a language is. <laughs> Didn't even know understand the concept of a language and learned it. Learn how to walk. You learned this shit. And you you learned this shit when you were like a fucking baby. Like so you can't learn a little skill now. You know what I mean? You can't learn a little drop shipping skill or a little booking, you know, something, a little Amazon FBA or a little SMMA. Like you can't learn something. You can't you can't learn how to read, write, I mean like write novels or whatever you want to do. Whatever your passion is, you can learn. You can learn. But I hate that too. I say can't is one letter too long. And it, it is. It's one letter too long. You can do it. I believe you can do fucking like, dude. Impossible is being broken so many times, man. Like so many times with all concept of like, even for me when I'm seeing like these 19, 20 year old men, like, it bread blows my mind. I didn't think it was possible, and that's fucking possible. It was my limiting belief. I, that's why I didn't do it because I I thought it was a ceiling. Like when I said when I'm earning fifteen thousand like dollars, it was around fifty thousand dollars a year. I'm thinking like yeah, like if you earn a hundred thousand dollars a year, you're the richest man on earth. And then I go to the bank, people earning that month. So I'm like, huh? what the fuck? Yeah. It's just your fucking limiting beliefs. I hate, I hate that too when people say they can't do anything. It's like, all right, you might not be able to do it now, but you can do something to, to go towards that. Can't ride a bike, but you can buy a bike. You can look at the bike. You can understand the way you can, you can do something. You're like, like, for me, like, I don't know how to run a, a media agency, but I guarantee I, I can learn how to. I guarantee I could get the next steps where I'm up and running. It might be shit. But I'd rather have a shit product than no product and then build that shit product into a good product. Yeah. But yeah, I hate that. Like Confucius says, those who said he can't and those who said they can are both normally right. Yeah. And that's it. Why are you telling yourself you can't do something? Does it make you feel better? Does it? But it makes people feel better because it's comfort. They're like, oh, well, I can't. So now I have no accountability because I can't do it. I can't. Like, you know, if someone's... If someone says, right, I've got a few, you have to make an extra $10,000, I'm going to wipe out your whole family. Oh, then, you, then you'll start to realize, oh, you can do some shit, right? There's just no motivation behind it. And it's just easier. And people enable that. Because I've also been there. Like when I would say, I would say to myself, oh, I can't do it. I can't get better. I can't do it. People are like, yeah, do you know what? You're doing your best. Don't worry. It's not your fault. See, this is the fucking bullshit society, man. But yeah, can't, can. It, and this, this is part of spirituality too. It's the words you say to yourself, the affirmations that you keep telling yourself. If you keep telling yourself you can do things, over time, you're going to believe you're a fucking dangerous motherfucker that can do anything. And that's what you want to be. Society doesn't want you to be that. Society wants to be pacified. And you can only do things to a level. 
And then at that level, no, you can't do that. You're like, no, you can. You can do whatever fuck you want. Like, whatever you want. You can live a life you want. You People don't might not even, like, be living a life that you, you've seen. You might envisage something that's so fucking spectacular. And I think it's selfish if you don't fulfill that prophecy. Because people are not going to benefit from that. If you, if you own a business and you cross, like, a sustainable, ethical business, you're going to benefit people. If you keep that inside because, oh, I can't do it, I'm too tired. It's fucking selfish. It's so selfish. You know what I mean? If you can do something, do it. And anyone can do something. I say, hey, I call every day. Like, uh, it'll come to me. But um, everyone can do something. There's always something you can do. There's always something you can provide. Always, always focus. This is why you have to go internal. Internal. Look at yourself. Look at what you're doing. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? Focus on my flaws. Flaws. Not flaws. Flaws. Focus on my flaws. And focus on the areas of my business, my personal development, my family, my health that are lacking and I need to do something about it every day. This is this doesn't get easier, man. It, I tell you, it doesn't. But it gets fucking more fruitful. You get more fulfilled. Because it's someone like me, and I know that for the rest of my life, I'll be like this. I'm just going to constantly get better. Constantly get better. And by doing that, it's just have that mindset. I can do anything possible. Do everything I can fly. I don't know how, but one day I'm going to fucking fly. <laughs> like, I don't know how, but we'll get there. But yeah, that frustrates me, man, too, when people say I can't do something. Or excuses excuses sound best to those who make them. And I fucking hate it, bro. <laughs> I don't get angry, too, but it's these are little things. It's like, I don't get angry about the shit I do. I just get so frustrated and angry when I see people who like just fucking doing nothing. And it's like, but my mental health's bad. I've got four kids. So I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not asking you to be fucking a billionaire, but just... You can do something a bit better. You don't have to be fat. No one has to be fat. No one has to be. Eat less food. That's it. Simple. Eat less food. Walk. You don't have to, have to join the gym. <laughs> Stop being like a fucking pig. Eat less food and go for a walk. Yeah. That's it. Oh, I'm fucking depressed and tired. Get out the fucking house. You're on your fucking PlayStation 12 hours a day. Get out the house. Do you know what I mean? Go and see. This is the little things I did. I actually started volunteering. I volunteered at different, like, I, was, I had like, these autistic friends. I volunteered makes you feel better I get something from it also you get to learn you get to learn about different people there's, there's things you can do that don't require money because I don't have the money for shit there's, there's things you can do oh something you can do can I can I can affirm it when you wake up you say I can I can do anything I want I can I might not know how but I fucking can do something I say this shit to myself all the time bro like this, this, I'm, this, I'm sharing some knowledge here like what I actually do like when things get tough I'll look in the mirror and say fucking you're a bad motherfucker you can do this you can do something. You might fail, but fail with fucking pride. Fail with pride that you give everything. You give 100% and you can do it. I get a bit passionate when I talk about this shit. I don't fucking love it. Okay, I think it's getting close. You're going to have to leave soon. So I'm yeah. going to ask you one last question. So if your younger self was standing right in front of you right now and you can give him one piece of advice, what piece of advice would you give him? Don't be a bitch. I'm joking. If you got that out, ask the question again. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Alright, so I know that you got to head out here. Um, I want to ask you one last question. If your younger self was standing in front of you right now and you could give him one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? It's your life. You're the master, the conductor, and you're the author of your story. Avoid every every distraction possible. Don't listen to what people say who haven't walked the path that you want to walk. Seek out mentors. Seek out knowledge. 
Remember, you can do anything possible. And ultimately, you, when you meet your God or your maker, you are accountable for the things and the impact you've had. So just keep going. And it's going to be tough, but it's going to be beautiful at the end when you're smiling. That's what I said. So I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Adam. Thank you, bro. You've got, you got a good thing going on, man. You've got a good Reason. thing going on. Follow this guy. <laughs> See you guys next time. Peace, brothers Bye. and sisters. <laughs>